want I want to see his pupil reaction when I say things like Sonic 2006, <laughs> Sonic and the Black Knight, he, oh. Sonic Unleashed, oh. Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh. <laughs> 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 Oh, boy. I watched a documentary the other day. Of? Of uh, Batman and Bill. It's, uh, it's about the ghostwriter who helped create Batman, Bill Finger. So, huh. yeah, very interesting. Because, you know, it's always like Bob, you know, Batman, created by Bob Kane. Uh, he was very adamant that he was the only one that was mentioned, but apparently there was a ghostwriter that helped him conceive just about everything, which was Bill Finger, and he gets no credit. So, first time he ever got credit was Batman v Superman. Really? <laughs> Creator, yeah, creators, uh, you know, uh, cre- Batman created by Bob Kane and Bill. So Finger. was he was getting commissions? He, he got commission, obviously, for for paying for the thing. Yeah, but he got no credit. Um, and then later on, it was. As long as he was getting paid, I'm sure he didn't yeah. really care. Yeah, I mean, for the for, for the longest time, I don't think he did. And then uh, eventually, but eventually, it just kind of came to the point where you know, it, it's kind of a tragic story because he kind of like dies alone in his apartment, and nobody knows that he has family. And this guy's like kind of tracking it down because he's hearing all these stories. When he was a kid, he went to this Comic Con that was in New York. It was one tiny thing in New York before Comic Con was a giant thing in San Diego. And as a kid, he was introduced to this guy. He's like, meet the guy that uh, created Batman. You know, it's like, and it's like, oh, Bob Kane? Like, no, Bill Finger. And that's the first time that anybody's really, like, heard this idea outside of the industry. But inside the industry, it was well known that Bill Finger was this ghostwriter, huh. and he helped Bob Kane create Batman. He created anybody else? Uh, he, no, I think I think that was the one that he was credited for. He, like, hmm. helped, uh, there were, like, others that he would, like, ghostwrite, he would ghostwrite stories for, yeah. but creation of and, like, the development of, like, the ears, the cape, the the Batmobile, Joker, Penguin, Bill Finger. So it's like huh. it's, it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, so eventually this guy like tracks down his family and like goes, oh, it's like like you you can get him to to you know uh, rights to this whole thing, give him credit and all that jazz. So and eventually it, it, they did. They started giving him credit. So now huh. it's Batman created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. So yeah, Bob and Bill the fingers. Bob and Bill the finger crew. Sorry. <laughs> Hoss, how you doing today? Wonderful. Uh, it's time for the Video to Start podcast, and it's a little special episode today, too. A couple of special episodes uh, on this sucker. Uh, yeah, we're, we're actually we're recording this on Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. so I thought it would be real cool if we did some retrospectives. Yes, yeah, we're going to do two retrospectives of two years of video games in the next two weeks. Uh, this week, we're going to be doing 1998 in video game history, let's say. Uh, the other year will be, of course, 2007. Arguably two of the greatest years in video games, I would say. And in in week three, which is going to be a regular mm-hmm. uh, edition of the Video Struck Podcast, I've got a lot of stuff that I've played in la- here in the last few weeks. We're going to get back to news. We're going to talk about all that. Right. But in week three, we're actually going to sit here and have kind of a legit kind of post-mortem where we decide right. yeah. what we think wins. Yeah. Which is it quality? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which 1998 is absolutely stacked with. Right. 
or fucking quantity. Quantity of good stuff. Like, yeah, like great it's not, stuff. It's not just like, shattering right. stuff. Yeah, it's not just like a bunch of crap. It's like actual good stuff. But yeah, it's like it's 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 probably the most debated two two years I would say in the majority of gaming industry. I hear a lot of people say yeah. ninety two. I hear 92. a lot of people say ninety four. Ninety two is big one. Ninety four is pretty big. That's you know the 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 SNES and all that. Their their heyday. I think they're good candidates. Um, but revolutionarily, let's say, uh, for what they became afterwards. What gaming is today is sort of a precipice upon that is these two years, I would say. Yeah, and, so. and the interesting thing is that if you look at 98, you see how kind of thin the industry was, like as mm-hmm. far as portables go. Right. You know, there's only the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color. Right. Uh, so it's basically just one platform. Yeah. Most people would end up uh, producing what color enhanced versions of games sure uh, because the color was such a new system and the original Game Boy had such a large installed base yeah. uh, so as far as like the portable market goes it's just very thin mm-hmm. um, and then from the home console market like you know really in 1998 you've only got the first couple of months uh, of the year right. where you get any Saturn stuff yeah right exactly. um, and then after that you know once you your Panzer Dragoons come out um, you know, and Burning Rangers and that stuff from the Saturn. Right. You're really only talking about the N64, the PlayStation, and the PC. Yeah. Uh, when you look at 2007, you've got a very healthy market for the PSP, the DS, mm-hmm. the PS2, yes. the uh, the PS3, the yeah. 360. Right. You know, I mean, there's just, you know, the PC, obviously, yeah. which at that time was actually going through a little bit of a weird, uh, gr- like, shrink yeah. Because of all the piracy. Yeah. Uh, so, so many developers that were just, you know, stalwarts of console, mm-hmm. uh, of the PC were fleeing to consoles to avoid piracy. Sure. Um, and it, it's a really interesting look at, like, a very thin market versus, like, a very fat market. In 2007, just prior to the, you know, the economic downturn, you know, when the right. economy really went to hell. So if you if you look at 2007, you think like, man, the rest of that generation is going to bang it out to the cheap seats. Right. And then you just start seeing companies like, you know, 2007 being like the last really big year for Midway. Hmm. You know, you see all these, you know, THQs of the world start to just thin out yeah. over the rest of this generation. It's 2007 is just like the high water mark and it <laughs> broke real hard right after that um, yeah but yeah we'll talk about that later sure, but uh, sure. I guess let's start right now yes with 1998 1998 and uh, all the bangers that came out of that one yeah and uh, the I, I top consoles of the time yeah uh, Game Boy Color N64 PlayStation uh, first quarter first two quarters maybe Sega Saturn uh, and obviously Windows, but also the Dreamcast. Uh, this was the Dreamcast year, you know. So uh, let's uh, let's get into it, shall we? Yeah, uh, I don't want to talk too much when it comes to years being mm-hmm. something about like oh the power of brand or anything like that. Sure, sure. Most of these games were probably not even going to say what platform they're on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, really, it's going to be about just. I'm going to go quarter by quarter here, and we're just going to kind of list out games and why they rate and why they matter. Right. Um, and then some of them we might talk a little bit more in yeah. detail, because the second game on yeah. this list here, 
yeah. deserves some fucking conversation. Right. Yeah, why does it deserve to be on the stack, let's say? And unless it's like self-evident, you know, obviously. There's um, some out there that are just like, of course it deserves to be on there. Uh, there's some that I put on there that people will look at maybe like, you know, kind of thumb their nose at. But uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully I'll explain some of that. And sure. Y- you might actually find a lot of these games are dirt fucking cheap. Yeah. A lot of these games have been on other platforms. You sure. Know, in ways that you can consume them now. Yeah. Uh, so let's just start with this. Marvel versus Capcom Clash of Superheroes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a badass fighting game. It is. It's a really good fighting game. <laughs> That's man. in January of yeah. uh, 1998, yeah. uh, and it's actually handcuffed to what at this point was billed as the biggest multimedia release yeah. of all time. Like right. it was the last time I heard people use phrases like this until Metal Gear Solid 2, and then I didn't really hear this again yeah. until Halo 3. Right. When that was just the big tagline that was on every commercial. Right, yeah. Um, Resident Evil 2. Yeah. Uh, came out, if I'm not mistaken, in America, January 19th of 1998. Uh, this was, at the time, uh, so, so much bigger mm. than every other action title out there. Yeah. The game shipped on two CDs, and when I first opened it up, I thought, like, okay, which one do I put in? No, they're two completely <laughs> different games. Right, yeah. So uh, you've got your Leon and your Claire CD. Right. And if you throw in and you decide to play on your save yes. with Leon starting, yes. Claire will be the second campaign. Yes. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually one of the first instances that I've ever actually heard of for a New Game Plus mode, except right. this isn't New Game Plus in the sense that, oh, you get to keep some shit. Right, yeah. yeah. No, it, the game's completely it's different. done, yeah. You're in different areas of the game. Yes. You're, you, yeah, it, it's crazy. So, you meet, yeah. like, characters that you only saw, like, mm-hmm. running away from you. You actually right. have deep, you know, yeah. uh, intimate conversations right. with, you know, the Ada Wong stuff. Yes. Because, uh, refresh my memory, uh, a lot of the same stuff happens whether you're Jill or Chris in the first one, correct? Other than you meet Barry it's and you this, meet Rebecca. Yeah, it's the same game with different uh, partners. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, And Chris didn't start with a gun. Yeah, yeah. Chris was a little harder. Yeah, he was definitely much more challenging because, like, in the room with the shotgun, uh, uh, Barry Burton doesn't save you. Doesn't save you from the You have to go find the broken shotgun, which you find in Jill's campaign. There's nothing you can do with it. Right. You find the broken shotgun, so when you take the shotgun away, you put the broken shotgun in its place, and then the ceiling stops collapsing. Right, yeah. This game goes a little bit further than that. Mm -hmm. Uh, This game, so instead of giving you what is... Mm -hmm. Basically, your traditional new game plus mode, like Resident Evil One had, right? Um, and gave you your original campaign where you're fighting against the G virus mm. and Doctor Birkin, right? Uh, and your insane <laughs> mission to figure out what the fuck the G virus is because yeah. the T virus was the thing in the original game. This is all about. Uh, fucking uh, uh, mutation. Yeah, you fight a goddamn alligator in the sewer, yep. and I'm not talking like an alligator. Yeah, I'm talking like it's the size of the sewer alligator. It's so cool and freaked me out, and it was terrifying. And at yeah. the time, it looked yeah. so good, fantastic. It was insane. Like how <laughs> it. You know, when you looked at, like, they actually ended up, believe it or not, they ended up porting Resident Evil 2 to the N64 later on. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, as, a, as a part of their effort when they were making Resident Evil Zero, which was originally going to come out on the N64. Well, right. Nintendo ended up cutting bait yeah. and uh, moving on with the GameCube, um, so Resident Evil Zero never actually shipped there. But right. uh, when you actually sit down, it's admirable what 
Capcom was able to do, yeah. given like the the amount of cinematics that were in that game, the amount of data, the size of the textures, all that stuff, to fit that onto a cartridge. Admirable to do that. Sure. But if you look at both of those versions back-to-back, that PlayStation version two years <laughs> earlier looks heads and shoulders better. Sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil 2, one of the greatest games of all time. I'll fight anybody who denies I'll it. I'll fight. I'll fight you. We'll do it. Uh, next time we got is Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh. Uh, that's the uh, sort of a... Sort of a sort of a, 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 a divergence from the regular uh, realm of similar Final Fantasy, t- similar, similar to, to your uh, your Fire Emblems of the World, yes. your Tactics Ogres, Shining your Ogre Force. Battles, yeah, your Shining um, Force. And but yeah. this is actually the first opportunity for, given the huge success of Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. it was very risky mm-hmm. of Square Enix to at this time just Square Soft, right, to throw that name. Behind such a strange title. Sure. Um, and I believe in Japan only there had been stuff that was tied to the Final Fantasy universe that was a tactic style game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've never played them and they definitely never came here. Right. Um, but Final Fantasy Tactics, if granted Square Enix it seems like we'll fucking repop anything here and there. Sure. But the fact that here we are almost twenty years later and it seems like every year or so you're still getting a repop of the original Final Fantasy Tactics. Yes. And it's still the best one of those. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. It's a good sign. <laughs> there you go. Uh, next, Bust a Groove. Bust a Groove. This was, all right, so, fuck, I'm blanking on the name of it right now. Oh, yeah? All right, so, the the puzzle game Bust a Move in the right. United States is not called Bust a Move in Japan. Okay. So, the game Bust a Groove in the U.S. is actually called Bust a Move in Japan. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Bust a Groove is actually... Uh, P- puzzle Bobble? Yeah, Puzzle there Bobble. We, there, there we go. go. I was okay. just blanking on it. There we go. Puzzle, um, puzzle Bobble's great. Um, yeah. I've actually got a version of it on the uh, the arcade cabinet. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, very similar to... Uh, well, that's the Bubble Bobble thing where you... Yeah, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Got the same Bubble Bobble guys on it, and you yes. like, kind of bust... Uh, yeah, I got it. And it, they believe it or not, that franchise is still going on today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how necessarily like huger it yeah, is. I, I played it at the arcade expo. That's what yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. I was up there. Um, so yeah, Buster Groove is actually like really awesome. It right. was a a hip hop dance rhythm game at a time when Japanese crazy rhythm games were everywhere and people were eating them up like candy. Right. Yes. And Buster Groove is a fucking fantastic one of those. There, you go. Uh, there is. A really interesting thing, if you get the Japanese version of that game, they're a fucking M-rated ass, <laughs> racially tinged lyrics in some really? of those songs. In English. Interesting. Uh, just, so weird. Xenogears. Uh, Xenogears. The Xenogears. Um, so, yeah. That game is fantastic. Xenogears mm-hmm. uh, is actually something that was such a... Weirdly sought after game. It's so long, mm-hmm. and this is part of that string. Like, if all right, so Square had this like really crazy idea to get you to buy their games. Right. So if you bought Toe Ball Number One, you got the Final Fantasy VII demo. Right. If you bought Final Fantasy VII, you got a demo that I think had Brave Fencer Musashi on it. Okay. And yeah. videos for other stuff. And if you bought uh, Parasite Eve, I think that had the Xenogears demo on it. Okay. So every time that you bought mm. one of their games, they gave you 
two months from now, here's the next oh, thing. Wow, two months cool. from now, here's the next nice. thing. A little, a little sample, a little, exactly. little, sample, a little sprinkle crack. And, First you know, it's always free. Uh, yeah, and like, uh, <laughs> there was this whole string of like crazy uh, Japanese-made mm. Squaresoft games. Right. Uh, and Xenogears is no slouch in there. Mm. Uh, it ended up, like, if, if there's any doubt that the Xenogears game was really a big deal, yeah. it became Xenosaga right. on the PS2, which... Like for those kinds of people was really big, yeah, and it ended up becoming Xenoblade Chronicles. Xenoblade Chronicles, yes, uh, and Xenoblade Chron- uh, Chronicles. Like they just announced a new one for the Switch. That yeah. series goes on. This is the genesis of that entire series. Yeah, which is huge. I mean, that that's a long-standing franchise at this exactly. point. Exactly. So uh, Tenchu Stealth Assassins. Yes, that might seem weird to look at that one now, mm-hmm. but. I heard a whole lot of people at the same time say this same thing. Yeah. It's Metal Gear Solid for everybody else. Yeah, it really is. If you want something with a whole lot less talking, Mm -hmm. if you want something with a whole lot uh, more freedom and less stringent uh, constraints of how you need to solve things, Tenshu was fucking badass, dude. It's just you jumping around on rooftops and straight up murking dudes. Yep, yeah, and combat, not exactly fluid, because you're not supposed to engage in it. You don't want to fight. A whole bunch of stuff. You want no, to you're there sure to you're... stab a man in the yeah, back. Right, yeah, and get out of there. So, yeah. It's very uh, that game was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Yeah, Need for Speed. Um, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. This is the best one on the original PlayStation. I would actually say it's top three that they've ever made. Mm-hmm. I actually played it fairly recently on a PC. Right. And still holds the fuck up. Yeah. Third uh, installment, correct? Third, third installment. installment. Yeah. Uh, this is the one where they actually introduced the cop chases. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, which is great. So you've got roadblocks to drive through. It had a... Uh, on the PS1, me and my brother played this for hours and hours. Yeah. Just two-player races uh, with the cops basically dicking each other over to get the cops to want to chase <laughs> that person. And That's awesome. The uh, There's a really good audio soundbite that happens occasionally. If you run straight on and at a cop, yeah. as he's saying, like, pull the vehicle to the side of the... Bam! He'll go, oh! And I, to this day, I still laugh yeah. when I think about it. That's pretty good. Uh, Saga okay. Frontier. Another okay. one of those Squaresoft games. Okay. Uh, this one, not as widely beloved... Because it's like basically unfinishable, and it takes a billion hours to even get close. Really, it's so goddamn long. It is brutally fucking long, huh? Uh, and incredibly obtuse. Like it's obtuse in the way that like Dark Souls games are. If you're a regular action game dude, interesting. What makes it so long? Just the just, fact that the it's the, just ramp, that long? the ramp to level takes. Forever. Oh. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, so you know, is much the same way. Gotcha. You have to farm a lot. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Or not farm. Um, what's the word? Grind. That's it. Yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot, lot of that. A lot, lot of that uh, MMO grind. Yeah. A lot of grinding. Gotcha. Um, Fatal Fury Two. Okay. Yeah, Real Fury. bout. Fatal mm-hmm. Fury Two. Real bout. Yeah. Um, this uh, granted in the U.S. very limited uh, release because it was yeah. on the Neo Geo, mm-hmm. uh, you know, AES home console. But yeah. uh, you had your ability, as I did, mm-hmm. um, to get your hands on it in the arcade. Yeah. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I have it in my machine today. I fucking love it. Yep. Um, yeah. It's so of fun. that generation. When fighting games were kind of on a weird downturn post, like, Street Fighter 2, pre-Street Fighter 3, right. uh, the Neo Geo stuff was, like, really banging it out to the cheap seats. Yeah, yeah. Um, Starcraft. Starcraft. You might recognize from the last episode. Last episode we had. Uh, that game's kind of important. Yeah, it's kind of important in the whole uh, genre of real-time strategy as well as Blizzard 
uh, in general. So, you well, know. There's, you know, uh, and I think to just kind of encapsulate the conversation that we had last week, it became a worldwide phenomenon. Yes. Uh, it's uh, remained, Korea, Japan, China, everybody. It remains today, uh, nearly 20 years later, broadcast on television in South Korea every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's... It's still so popular that it outpaced StarCraft II's popularity, yeah. and they are re-releasing, uh, re-releasing it in HD this year so that it looks better on a broadcast. Yes. Uh, if if you want to talk games that have stood the test of time, even in spite of themselves in some ways, StarCraft is that video game. There you go. Yeah. There we go. Uh, 1080 Snowboarding. 1080 Snowboarding is a quarter two. We're in a quarter two at this point. Uh, 1080 Snowboarding. Uh, uh, I... Granted, I don't have a whole lot of love for this game, but right. if you were an N64 person and sure. you liked extreme sports-style games, sure. it was head and shoulders wow. above anything on the PlayStation. Yeah, if you, was it really? Yes. Interesting. Oh, wow. So it was better than Tricky and all the... Uh, oh, no, that's all PS2. Oh, that's all PS2. SSX doesn't start PS2. Yeah. You're right. You're correct. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah, uh, 1080, like, it was mm. It was up against stuff like Cool Borders, cool which borders, were terrible. Right. Yeah, which weren't great. Yeah, um, yeah like, the uh, the... Door opening that allowed Tony Hawk to walk through it might have been partially paved by Cool Borders and 1080. Okay, yeah. So there you go. Um, Boom. Panzer Dragoon Saga. Panzer Dragon. Panzer Dragoon. Uh, To this day, if you can find a sealed copy of it, it's like $900. Yeah. Uh, The Sega Saturn is still not been cracked emulation wise because of its weird APU structure wow. just like the PlayStation 3. That's so weird. Uh, the way that it offloaded its uh, memory bandwidth yeah. between and it, it had a central processing unit and then two uh, assisted processing units. Sure. And the way that it balanced load was on a fluid level. It would sometimes say like, oh, your load's getting too big. I want that back to me and I'm going to give you what I'm doing. Oh, wow. And it did that all on the fly. Yeah. And... Huh. That system is incredibly, incredibly hard to like. They can crack uh, piracy for it. You can dupe games. Right. You can you know download ISOs, right. print this, but you still, as of right now, <laughs> unless you're willing to put up with a lot of issues with you know halfway there emulators. Right. You really need real hardware. There you go. Um, point blank. Point blank. That game's cool. Don't know much about this one. Uh, I bought Point Blank because the previous year I bought Time Crisis. Oh, okay. Point Blank is an awesome uh, minigame collection that used the Gun Con. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so if you owned the uh, the Time Crisis Gun Con and were tired of shooting the same men that <laughs> dope dope gun sound effect. Yes. Uh, one of the best sounding guns in video games. Oh, right? yeah. Because everybody else is just like pop, 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 pop. And you're like, bang, 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 pop, pop, pop. It's like, clack, clack. Uh, oh, next on the list, mm-hmm. controversial. Okay. Unreal. Unreal. Because you mentioned, uh, you know, Unreal being obviously uh, uh, inspirational wise, I think it's pretty, like, it should be on there, correct? Uh, or, really? Or. Unreal had its fans. Right. Um, mainly because Unreal had really cool tech. Right. Um, but the campaign's really lackluster. Um, and that's not saying much just because, you know, the previous year, Quake 2's single player was pretty lackluster. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, but the the big thing with Unreal was that they had really cool tech, uh, their capture of the flag was really good, mm. but Unreal doesn't actually really hit its stride until tournament. Until tournament. And that's tournament. the following year. That's the one that everybody talks about mostly when you think about it. Yeah, so. like when whenever you hear people say, uh, Unreal... They don't. They may not even mention tournament, but they're like, "Yo, man, like, t- 
Capture the flag on facing worlds. That is Unreal Tournament. That's Unreal Tournament, not just Unreal. Yeah, so that Unreal see. Tournament is the, the one that has arguably some of the most memorable maps in video games. Right. Yeah. Uh, but this is not that one, but that game doesn't exist if you don't get this one. Right. Uh, next is Einhander. Einhander. Einhander is a really, really cool game. Uh, it's a vertical scrolling shooter. Yes. This is another one of those games uh, from Square. Uh, it, this, as you can see, there's just this all-out blitz going on for them to just grab whatever the cash that they can from people who just thought that Final Fantasy VII was the shit. Right, yeah. Um, there you go. So yeah, that's that's a that's a really good one, man. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know how, what else to say other than the fact that it's, it's very hard to get your hands on, but they, it is digitally available uh, through the PSP as a PS1 classic, the Vita, uh, or the PS3. Uh, and you can get it for like six bucks. Perfect. Uh, instead of paying like $100 for a disc. Yeah. Um, next. Gran Turismo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about games that, that hold up. Uh, <laughs> or games that were like crucial in creating a movement. Yeah. Uh, my favorite video game on the planet. Mm-hmm. Doesn't stand here today coming out every 12 months if right. this game doesn't exist. Right. For Forza, you're saying, would yeah. not even remotely exist with Gran Turismo. Absolutely not. Had not hit the, hit the, the mark. There was no interest from most people in the idea of a realistic driving simulator. Right. They refused to call Gran Turismo a racing game. Yeah. Because while you are racing in it, it is a real driving simulator. Right. And, you know, this year, I mean... You know, you want to talk about lasting effect? You know, Gran Turismo Sport comes out pretty soon, and that game looks like it'll be really good, and I'm excited to get my hands on it. So uh, that's obviously stood the test of time. Uh, the original game still does. Believe it or not, if you sit down with a PS1 or a PS2, <laughs> that game still holds up. It's still awesome. Yeah. It's super fun. That, although that game is broken. Is it? <laughs> There's one car that's broken. Hmm. The, uh, uh, the Mitsubishi... There's a Mitsubishi GT car in there, and it's why they ended up putting the class-based systems in there later on. Sure. Is that you could buy this car that was all-wheel drive. Yeah. That you could put a twin turbo in and wick it up all the way up the classification to the point where the thing just glues to the road, and it's oh, yeah. 900 horsepower. <laughs> and it, you could just walk through that game with that and never have a single issue. Right, yeah. Uh, but, you, you know, I still enjoy driving the other stuff. Uh, <laughs> Tekken 3. Tekken 3. Console release, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Arcade was about two years prior, I think. Yeah, and uh, Tekken 3... Mm-hmm. Way better looking on the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, go figure. One of the first times that you had like a really intensive uh, video game of any kind come home and look better there. Yes. Uh, a lot of this is because the uh, the arcade that Namco was using right. uh, was built off of, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they called it their Model 12 mm-hmm. uh, or Model 11 technology right. uh, that was based on the PlayStation. Okay. Uh, so that's uh, how their Tekken uh, and Tekken 2 uh, ports to home looked so good, but they really went above and beyond with Tekken 3, mm-hmm. added so much content to it. It was so good. Yeah. And then, you know, like, granted, he's a cheap-ass character, but having Eddie Gordo in that video game, right. watching just his fluid animations oh, and the way that they could contort these polygons in such a realistic way. Yeah. Uh, at the time, there was just nobody oh, yeah. out there close. Totally, totally agree. I, it makes sense now you say that because I always remember Tekken always having a very PS type of feel. It looks like those polygonal, you know, figurines like moving around. That they, it always has. So that makes sense. And Tech was the that same. actually stayed true 
through Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection. Wow. There you go. Um, which is a game that we'll talk about in 2007. <laughs> Weird, right? How about that? Uh, some of this shit just keeps it's, coming around. Keeps, uh, coming with Vigilante more. 8. Vig 8. Vigilante 8. Vigilante 8, controversial pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying this is like this belongs on a top 10 list or anything. Sure. Uh, but given the like massive success of Twisted Metal and Car Combat and stuff like that, Vigilante 8 uh, was originally released as a game called Interstate 76 on the PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it was brought to consoles, they actually changed the name uh, through developer Luxo Flux and publisher Activision. Right. Uh, they actually released uh, Vigilante 8. Um, uh, under that name mm-hmm. and it was awesome and had this crazy like instead of being like weird dark demon-y kind of shit like Twisted yeah. Metal was this game had this like funky yeah. 1970s disco aesthetic mm-hmm. like the fucking the, all the menu music was like what? You're like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That fucking game, that was cool. Yeah. Right? Buses with rocket launchers yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, Good fucking time. like big old pimp wagons and shit. Like, mm-hmm. that game was fucking cooler than it had any right to be <laughs> and uh yeah like they they made a really good port of that game for the uh, uh for the dreamcast the following year nice uh x-men versus street fighter yep That's... this is more of capcom 2d yeah fucking doing it man mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah like the the clash of superhero stuff was great um you know like marvel versus capcom is a legendary series but i think that uh, x-men versus street fighter in modern day mm. is actually a franchise that gets overlooked way too much yeah because if you especially when you think about the fact that almost every marvel character that anybody ever wants to really use in those games is typically an x-men guy yeah so you're losing nothing but them just focusing on street fighter stuff you've got way more street fighter uh, characters in there so if you're like a serious fighting game guy right yeah. and don't want to fight as you know fucking tron bond <laughs> you know like and you want something that's gonna be focused on the shit that you were into right this was like a great bridge mm-hmm. uh between uh, you know what they had done yeah. and where they were going with uh, you know Street Fighter Three and Third Strike and uh, you know honestly like it, it's a shame that Street Fighter Three yeah. was so divergent and fell on its face so much uh, just because like I, if you really get into Street Fighter Three it's fucking great right but the fact that they ditched so many of the characters people yeah. have become so like entrenched with right. was weird but they should have known that this was coming because if you look at like the Street Fighter Alpha stuff there's so yeah. many weird characters there's in those weird games. characters in there yeah like Birdie that's an Alpha character yeah. <laughs> Somehow Birdie's a favorite. I don't know how that happened. Uh, Birdie's cool. <laughs> Is he? I don't know. Birdie's cool. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, next up, Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie. About a bear and a bird going out fighting a witch. It's a weird game. Uh, I don't like this game. Okay, yeah. But I'll absolutely attest to its quality. Sure. I yeah. just don't like collectathons. Sure, and that's exactly what it is. It is a perfect collectathon. If you're not a fan of collectathons, you're not going to like this game, period. But it is like pretty much that. The, the gameplay is all around centered around collecting things in certain areas to open up other areas. That's it. it that's the game. You know. And definitely not trying to, you know... blow the horn of you know Mm -hmm. 15 year old me or whatever (laughs) but I remember when this game came out like and I I, at this point I was subscribed to like three different magazines right and they all said the same and I was on uh, videogames.com which became GameSpot uh, and like every single review I could get my hands on all said this is a collectathon if you're not into that you probably shouldn't buy it right yeah and I said like I'm going to rent it. It looks so fun. And then I got like three hours into it and went like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Definitely a collective thought. I should yeah. have listened. You are not. Well, at least I rented it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, next up is a game that uh, is probably like a sleeper that I would actually like to do a podcast on one day because sure. I have a lot to say on it. And sure. we'll kind of keep it short here. Yeah. Uh, N2O Nitrous Oxide. Mm-hmm. 
A racing game, I imagine? No. No, interesting. This is a weird, like, almost, uh, hmm. It's got a little space invaders. Kind of like Galaxian, uh, or Gyrus, a little bit of Tempest. Okay. Um, It's a, what I would describe as a tube shooter. I think I've used that. Okay, yeah. uh, Mm. That slang on this podcast before. Basically what you're doing, you're in a little ship and you're driving down a hole. You need to blow up these little mushroom things to get power-ups and kill these little enemies that are zooming around. And you can actually steer your ship in 360 degrees around this tube at any given time. Okay, yeah, gotcha. So just like Tempest. Just like Tempest. Or Gyrus. uh, The earliest version of that, I would say, would be Buck Rogers on the Atari. Similar, yeah, yeah, similar. Very, very uh, similar. I think uh, I think yeah. Tempest and that are yeah. fairly contemporary, mm-hmm. right. but yeah, like that sure. that is totally a worthwhile first exposure to Buck Rogers is, sure. is absolutely one of those. There you go. Yeah. Um, Soundtrack by Crystal Method by the yes. Crystal Method. Uh, yeah, like back in the days when like I was like probably freshman sophomore in high school, mm-hmm. and I was listening to a lot of techno music because yeah. it sounded like what the future would sound like. <laughs> this is the future. <laughs> and nothing wrong with techno. Nothing wrong with good techno. <laughs> You know, it's like I bad techno goes real bad. There was like fifteen <laughs> minutes there where like dubstep was totally the new techno, and I was yeah. like, "Yes!" And now I'm like, "No, no, no, no." Although I do uh, still like some Skrillex stuff. I don't know. Uh, you know, Skrillex isn't bad. He's not bad. His uh, version of the uh, Syndicate song they did for the remake of Syndicate, yeah, mm-hmm. is fucking great. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I like that. I fucking love every time that it zooms <laughs> back into like when he uh, when he twists the squelch knob and you're and you hear the original pitch come through and right, you're like, yeah. oh, that's the syndicate music. Oh, oh wait a minute. Yeah. All right, I can stop talking about that. Cool. Awesome. Uh, F-Zero X, we're F- in Q3. Q3, quarter three, F-Zero X. F-Zero X is fucking great, man. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing I'll say. It's- it does suffer from a lot of the things that Nintendo 64 games of this era and I would, most every N64 game suffers from is fog in the distance. Right. But this game does something Almost no N64 game does. Which is... It runs at 60 FPS. It runs at 60 FPS, yes, it does. That, that I remember that game running real smooth. This game blew my mind when I played it. Uh, I think, I want to say the fourth track, when you had the zero gravity kind of around, yep, around the, the outside. Around the outside. I was like, what is this? It, yes. It blew, it blew my mind. Uh, so yeah, I love playing this game. It was fantastic. Uh, that game is mm-hmm. incredible, and yeah. you know, best F Zero game that I know of. I, is there a better GX one? GX for the GameCube. Is, is it good? I haven't played that one, dude. Much. That game yeah. today still looks modern. Oh, damn. That game still looks so good. I should pick that game up. I that still, game still looks so good. I still have a GameCube. I should pick that up. I would yeah. happily play some of that with you. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, if you've got a Wii sitting around, play it through there because okay, it yeah. uses the progressive scan 40p output, so you're gonna oh. get that clearer, non-interlaced visual out of there. Nice. Th- yeah. That's the weird thing is that like. Uh, the GameCube, if you have one of the early ones, they're like super sought after because they have the port for the progressive scan sure. cable. Yeah. But if you just have a Wii... Yeah, it just... It just spits out, spits progressive, out progressive scan scale. anyway. It's yeah, like, yeah, I understand okay. there's not many of these cables out there, but who's fucking using them? <laughs> there you go. But, all right. Cool. Uh, Star Ocean, the second story. Star Ocean, yes. Uh, we're not the biggest Star Ocean, you know, like, uh, advocates, I would say. No. Uh, but uh, it is uh, the sequel to Star Ocean, the first one. It's a high-selling title. It's a sought-after title. It yes. was a high re- highly reviewed title. Mm-hmm. It's in a year that's got already a lot of like really big name RPGs in it. Yeah, it that game stands out. Right, which is should not be overlooked. Yes, yes. Um, go, go check out our Star Ocean playthrough. <laughs> our one episode Star Ocean playthrough. No, that was Fantasy Star. Oh, that was Fantasy Star. I'm sorry. I apologize. That was Fantasy Star. No, no, My no, bad. No. We did not play Star Ocean. No, 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 no. My no. fault. My fault. I would not yeah. dare play Star Ocean <laughs> out here. 
there you go. Not, not because I don't think it's like worthwhile or anything, but just because everybody who knows about Starish would just yell at yell me at for it. months. Yeah, but it's like, like that, that should be a, that should be a new segment is that we play the game badly and we just like play, uh, you know. Well, that's any fandom nowadays. You could play. Dark Souls immaculately, you would still get people pissed off about how you played. So, like, well, dude, like I actually uh, not long ago, I was uh, I was streaming some uh, Forza Motorsports uh, Six. Sure, just kind of getting myself limbered back up. You know, sure. there's going to be another one come out soon. Yeah, and I'm streaming, and I'm looking at these guys in the chat. They're like, "You suck at this game." I'm like. I'm winning every race. <laughs> I'm playing on hard. I have all the assists turned off. I'm I don't like, know what you want from me. Like, what do you want from me, audience? Like, dude, just watch a different channel if you want to watch somebody be better. Like, I've shown you my skills, bro. Right? <laughs> this is what's happened. Uh, all right, moving on. Mega Man Legends. Yeah. Another one. Not a big fan of that, uh, of that run. It... It's a big... I wonder if that Mighty Number no. 9 Mega Man Legends game is going to come out. Oh, that uh, red, red line or whatever it is? Yeah, the yeah. one that's set in yeah. that universe. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Mighty Number no. 9 hit a lot of, uh, you know, still is hitting a lot of uh, bad stuff because, like, they were going to do an anime, and now that's not probably not going to happen, even though they had a lot of money put towards an anime. It just, it was badly done. And uh, Inafune is now, put in an unwinnable position yes, right now. Yes, Inafune is in, big, in a bad problem. Uh, but the thing is about Redline, I think it's called Redline. I want to say it's called Redline. If I'm wrong, write in. Uh, but Redline also did not make its Kickstarter crowdfunded but a Some studio, third party, a yeah. third party studio, kicked in for it because I guess they saw the. the and did they cancel the Kickstarter? Or did they let it end unfunded? They, I think they canceled. They it. canceled it right before and just said it's got funding, and then they canceled it. So. Because with Kickstarter, yeah. unlike the other ones, if yeah. you don't meet it, you don't get it. You any don't of get it. any of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there you go. It's like Indiegogo, you get what you make, but yeah, Kickstarter, you have to make your goal, and that's all. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Mega Man Legends, it again, it's. A highly sought-after title um, and very well-remembered. I would I'm, take uh, The Legend of Tron Bond over that. Right, yeah, yeah. It's the game that actually that was I, the prelude, prelude to this. Prelude to it, yeah. Where all those dudes come from, like the Koboon guys. Yeah, the little, Koboon, the little Koboons and Ms. Tron and all that jazz, yeah. Yeah, they all so, came yeah. from there, and then they just yeah. threw Mega Man into it, hoping that it would be just some smash success, yeah. and it's yeah. like, hey, yeah. if the game was better. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's well-received it's it's well received by its fans, This but, is you know. in the era when Inafune took over, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe it was. It's... Really weird. It's like Sonic. Was it like X8 and this is his right. first games? Yeah, I want to say. Maybe. I'm no I'm authority. Sure. I'm not sure. But for some yeah. reason that's stuck in my head is that X8 sure. and this are like his big things Her that big started ones. him off. Sure. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but I know that hey, people still talk about this game, so they it do. matters. It matters. It's still talking about it. It's like Sonic. Like... No matter how many bad games get, there's still a fandom that enjoys it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, throwing up in our mouths a little bit. <laughs> like, I never liked this game. I thought it was a complete departure. No, I was talking about Sonic. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Fuck Sonic. Sonic, oh boy. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, Parasite Eve. Parasite Eve. That game's fucking awesome. That is a fun game. That game's I, awesome. I remember loving that game. Uh, that game's fucking awesome. Because that was during that time where you had all these like Resident Evil clones, all these things, or Silent Hill, all these things that sort of... It's but the Japanese RPG Silent it, Hill. Yes. And you you pretty much, like, like that's the three that I remember vividly, is Res, Res 2, uh, which I kind of count as one, and Silent Hill and Parasite Eve. That's the, that's the ones for that PlayStation 1 era 
of those types of games that I always point to. In a pre-Google world, <laughs> yeah, yeah. when things like Lycos and Dogpile were around, mm-hmm. uh, I skipped all that shit because they were so unreliable. I went to school the next day after I bought Parasite Eve and asked my science teacher, the fuck's a mitochondria? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but that game's awesome. Like, its fighting system is so good. It its is. leveling system, its progression, its story, its graphics. Yeah. Like, oh my god, nothing looked like this. I remember the story being something better than anything that I remembered during the time. Yes. It was it, really good. Uh, <laughs> it, it went up its own ass a lot. A little bit. A little bit of it, that. That's where the, the Hathautome comes in. Hathautome. But, like, in, from a purely technical level, that game was so impressive. Like, the yeah. burning church... I know the burning uh, 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 opera theater. Opera theater, yeah. Uh, at the very beginning of that yeah. game, and you're sitting like, there's just characters everywhere that are actually yeah. fully polygonal. They're just yeah. dead. Yeah. They're, they're not, they didn't pre-render over them. Mm-hmm. I just remember being so impressed by that game. Yes. Uh, one of the ones that really took that Square Enix tech mm-hmm. and pushed it as far as they could get it on that platform. Yeah. You know, only being surpassed by maybe, I guess... Final Fantasy 8 and 9. Yeah, yeah, probably. Because those games in their own way are just... Nothing else on that system looks that good. No, yeah, they're they're gorgeous. I hate Final Fantasy. And maybe Vagrant Story, but, like, I can't stand to play Vagrant Story. I hate Final Fantasy 8, but I can't... I can't sneer at its graphics. I mean, it looks it looks phenomenal. Like it's just amazing. So yeah. I remember I bought one of those PS ones with the collapsible screen. Oh yeah? Uh, yeah, so that I could take Final Fantasy VIII on a car trip with my parents. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess that was like uh, junior year of high school. Interesting. We were going, I think, to <laughs> White Cloud, Michigan, to go see my great aunt. Nice. And I bought that thing to do that, and spent way too much time. Way too much time leveling up my Ifrit. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Alright, uh, so Spyro the Dragon Spyro the Dragon, a little purple dragon Still in the media nowadays, even though it doesn't have a game so, uh, you, know. We, you know, I said a little bit earlier about like lasting effect And what it means for the yes. industry and stuff like that Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely feel like the, the shine has rubbed off the penny of Spyro Just sure. because there were so many bad sequels, there were so mm-hmm. many bad things But those first yeah. three Spyro games yes. are so mm-hmm. goddamn good so. And I'm also convinced... That without Spyro's name being attached to that first Skylanders, mm-hmm. nobody would have fucking bought it. Nobody would have bought it. It was the one that that was really it was the it was the attachment that everybody kind of clamored to, and then was like, oh, it's a good game too, <laughs> especially for kids, you know. Uh, you know, he's. What do you mean? You call me a kid? No, I'm just saying for kids. I, I like, like it. I'm saying especially for kids. Yeah, like, you judge me? It's, it's, I just like it. It's a game for baboos. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's a game for baby. It's a baby game. It's a game for baboos. Uh, but yeah. man, like those Spyro games. Like the yeah. the other thing about that is that like they. Looked so yeah, good. They were cool. Yeah. Um, um, there's a great history of Spyro video out there, and I forget what it was. It might be on like uh, Did You Know Gaming. I'm not sure, but it covers like all the things about Spyro, and then all the all the missteps and the valleys that it went into that almost crashed. Did the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's all thing. tied to uh, rights from those franchises yep. being held up by their parent company, mm-hmm. and when the individual developer leaves, yeah. they just say, "Well, this is a cash cow. We got to make it go." And yeah. they weren't worried about let's make it good. Good. Yeah. Let's just put the attached there, name onto there's it. There's a difference between let's. Make yeah. it go and let's make it good. Good, yeah. There we go. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Red and Blue. Pokemon Red and Blue. I mean, do we need to say anything? It's Pokemon for God's Something sake. like a phenomenon. It's is a the only little, way I can describe. A little bit like a phenomenon. Yeah, I um, mean, you know, the the love of Red and Blue was so red hot that yeah. people who hadn't fucked around with Pokemon in twenty years last yeah. summer, right? 
like ran out of their houses with their cell phones <laughs> like right, fucking yeah. morons. Like, like idiots. Whether they liked Pokemon Go or not, right. just the pure appeal of we could just walk around and do it. And find a thing. And it's Pokemon. Right, like yeah. everybody had to do it. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Pokemon Red and Blue, man. Like yeah, they're I they're still making games. It's still they're still making Pokemon. Like uh, here's the weird thing about Pokemon Red and Blue. Yeah. I've played Pokemon Yellow recently because right. I own it on my 3DS. Sure. It's not any different than the new ones. Yeah, you, so just, like, you just have Pikachu, right? Is that, or what do you No, mean? but I'm saying, like, it's oh, not... Oh, like, it, the new ones now. It really yeah. isn't it's that not. different. No, it really isn't. Like, they, they just, they just recycle the formula every time. And right? I don't like, mean this in a reductive way at sure. all. No. But I tell everybody, Pokemon Red and Blue or Pokemon whatever, it's yeah. my first RPG. If you want, if somebody came down from space and said, what are these role-playing games you're talking about? <laughs> I'd just give them that and be like, well, this is, like, simple, but... You'll get it when you're done. Right, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, it's it's the thing that made me buy a Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, just because I couldn't... I couldn't make myself pull out that huge brick of <laughs> Game Boy anymore. Yeah, that's right. I hadn't bought a Game My Boy game. My wrists are hurting. <laughs> I think the last one I bought before that was yeah. uh, Link's Awakening. Nice. And probably, yeah. like, what was that, 94? Nice. Uh, so, I, for me to come back to the fray, I was like, well, I need new hardware. Oh. As you can see, I was buying a lot of dumb hardware even then. <laughs> I've lost a lot of our ge- old game stuff. Me and my brother, we lost a lot of our, We still have our giant brick uh, game. I do, too. It's still around. And yeah. it still works. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the one where the guy uh, had it and, it like, the IED the went IED off? The IED went off, yeah. yeah. It still works. The IED, is, it's like a burnt, charred yep. piece of crap, but it's still, like, it still Bing! works. <laughs> There's, there's something about it's that tough. that I think yeah. all's gonna be all right in the world. Right. Yeah. If this, if this mean, thing will still work. If you want the game that makes the Game Boy, the reason they still make Game Boys, GBSs, Game Boy Advance, 3DSs, it's Pokemon, and this is the red and blue. You know, it's like, there was it's a not, weird divergence in the mid DS era. Yeah, because they were still making GBA ones because right. there were so many GBAs out there. Yes, like. That's what brought in, like, the mom and grandma demographic was right. the brain training games, was right, the, yes. cooking games, the cooking games, stuff like, uh, that, like yeah. the, the stuff that now resides on phones. Yes. Uh, but yeah, like, for the most part, the reason that there's still a mobile brand yeah. for that company yeah. is Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> and I, I hated to belabor that, but, like, yeah. it's fucking Pokemon. <laughs> People know. Uh, Fallout 2. Yes. Fallout 2. Yeah. It's a huge one, you know. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, one of the greatest isometric, top-down mm-hmm. action RPGs yeah. you can ever play. Uh, you, you'd be hard-pressed to find one that, for the time, looks this good. It ran so well. It had such a crazy design aesthetic to it. Uh, it had so much gear in it. It played so well. Mm-hmm. Its story was so big. Yeah. There's just so much about, like, if you were to sit down with Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 now, having only played 3 or newer, you'd sit there for an hour and go, like, I don't know, man, I don't really know if this is for me. Give it two more hours, <laughs> yeah. you'll be sitting there going, like, oh, it's basically the same thing. Right, yeah, yeah. It's everything <laughs> I like about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Even today, I think it still has... Because its art style is so striking, it just looks so damn good. I love it. But, uh, yeah, uh, Fallout 2, motherfucker. Yep, there you go. Shogo! Shogo! I like Shogo. I don't know this one there very well. 
I've heard of it, but I don't really know it at all. I don't know what it what it is. Shogo is like a mech game, drunken missiles. Oh, okay. Uh, 3D action game. Oh, all uh, right. fucking awesome. Mm. Uh, I God, what? Did I buy like a Sidewinder to play this? Interesting. Uh, I bought yeah. a crazy Microsoft controller to play this thing. Mm. Got a got a got a real bubblegum uh, crisis bubblegum crisis yeah. aesthetic to it. Uh, yeah. it like. It, had no idea that was anime when I played it. I just thought it looked bitchy. <laughs> it just looked cool. Yeah, it looked awesome. Uh, yeah, Shogun's fucking cool. Like it's a divisive game. Like a lot of people that played it, like you know, wanted it to be something else that it ended up being. But sure. like Shogun's very cool. Uh, Shogo is the guys who went on to make Fear. Okay. Shogo is the guys who made Nulf. No one okay. lives forever. No one lives forever. Yeah. Uh, those are the guys who made fucking uh, Shadow of Mordor. Oh, really? They made yeah, Shadow of Mordor. That's some that's, good guys. That's a good guy. They got an extra one. They got another one coming out too. So yeah, that's yeah. Shadow of War, dude. Yeah, that game looks cool. Looks good. Uh, spoilers. That might end up in the list at the end of the year. <laughs> who knows? Uh, all right, we're into Q4. Q4, probably the biggest quarter. A lot of a lot of. Ro- uh, fall enders here. Uh, so. There's some, there's some bangers in here yeah. too. Uh, first one, one you might not know of, <laughs> yes. but this was a birthday gift for me. There you go. Uh, October first, yes, of 1998 is yeah. the release of Medieval. Medieval for the PlayStation One. I said I didn't know what this was. I did know what it was. Is the game with Sir Daniel? Yeah, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so Medieval's fucking yeah. rad. All right, cool. Had such a cool art style. <laughs> yes, to it. it's a really cool art style. Great aesthetic, mm. uh, yeah. quirky British humor. Yes. A lot of like. Mm. The great thing about it is that it uses like you know big dark cemeteries and shit like that. Yeah. But it's so colorful. Right. Yeah. For it to be set For, in that kind of mm. scenery, they found right. so much color to bleed yes. out of the world. Agreed. Yeah. See, uh, when, when I when I first heard that, when I read the name, I just wasn't really sure what it was, and then I realized, oh, that's that game I called Sir Daniel. <laughs> I just called it Sir Daniel. Got it. Cool. Yeah. No, yeah. I, Medieval's I, awesome. That's a cool. Uh, game. Uh, yeah. It's another one of those games that it's yeah. a PS One classic that you can mm-hmm. get for like the Vita, the PSP, the yeah. PS. Uh, or you can probably just get a physical copy for around five bucks. It's not like super sought after or anything. Right. I know that they actually legit ported this in Medieval 2 mm. to the PSP. Right. Um, as like an upgraded enhanced edition. I never played that one, but I bet yeah. that would probably still hold up. There you go. Uh, because this game, cool. I don't believe that was a two-stick game. I believe it was just a one-sticker. Right. So the PSP version would be fine. Right. Um, Boom. Speaking of two-stick games, mm, here we go. Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid. Uh, we've talked about this game at, at length. Um, it is one of the most uh, prolific games of the, th- I would say, of the 3D gaming genre, like, of that, that medium. R- running into the whole, like, you know, uh, 3D spaces, polygonal-type uh, gameplay uh, I'll, I'll say this as far as narrative-driven video game yeah. experiences go. Yeah, that's the Washington on your Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yes, agreed. Yeah, it, it just that's the one. They went so far up their ass later on, <laughs> and, and I'm not apologizing or trying to explain it. Sure, but in Metal Gear Solid One, right. for the time, mm. nobody could hold a fucking candle in the same room with them. Agreed. It was so good. There you go. I, I, I don't have much more to say other than the fact that if you've never played the original Metal Gear Solid, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> uh, there you go. Turok 2. Turok 2. Uh, better than Turok 1. <laughs> use the expansion pack. Yes. Uh, use the expansion pack. It, it's a good one. I still have Turok 2. Um, one, one of the best yeah. looking N64 games. Yes. Also, a game that would be impossible for you to sell because yeah. they sold a billion copies of it. That wow. game was incredible. 
incredibly successful. Really? That game sells for about the same thing as, like, wrestling games from the N64. It's like, they're really? in the 99-cent bins. Really? Nobody wants it. Didn't even know. Because everybody owns it. Everybody owns it, yeah. it's, it's it's just sometimes that's not a thing, you know. Like sometimes it's like, oh, because everybody holds on to theirs, it can still be like, like Contra. There's millions of copies of Contra out there, but it's thirty dollars because everybody holds on to Contra. Here's the thing: I think there's a <laughs> stigma with games published by Acclaim. Yeah, right. That like that's everybody's true. Like, that's very true. It's not precious. It it's an Acclaim. It's an Acclaim game. game. Who's gonna want that? Yeah, no, I agree. No, it's probably true. Uh, I don't think yeah. it says anything about its quality. Yeah. It's more about you, the fact oh, that, it, dude. Acclaim. We could buy a bunch of them and inflate the market. We could just put them all on for like twenty dollars. My <laughs> luck, I'm gonna fucking buy a bunch of them. Then I just have a fucking bunch of them. It's true. It's like when my buddy in college convinced me to buy a case of Big Bumpin' for right. uh, the uh, Xbox 360. <laughs> I still have somewhere in this house seventy-five or a hundred sealed copies of wow. Big Bumpin' that Burger King game. Wow, that's funny. Did you ever see the guy who deliberately? I can't remember what game it was. He deliberately showed that he could manipulate the the uh, retro gaming market. Oh no! By just he bought like three copies of it and started selling them at like seventy dollars, and then everybody else started selling them at seventy dollars who had it, and it was just like this is not worth seventy dollars. I just said it was, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, it's seventy dollars. You're going to eBay and just, just look at what so buy it now prices are for, and you're yeah. like, it's like, who the fuck is paying? Who would pay that for buy it now? It's madness. It's just supposed to bid. That's the point. Anyway, moving on. No, but a lot of them are like, buy it now, no bidding. No bidding, yeah, yeah, no bidding, just buy it now for whatever. And then you go and look at, like, the purchase history, and you're like, yeah. well, you have it for 80 bucks, and it looks like everybody else bought it for less than 20. <laughs> it's like, so I'm not gonna do that. So. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Grim Fandango. Grim Fandango. This is a classic that I've never played. Uh, I know a lot You should of, have I, it on your PS4. I right? should, too, yeah. And I, I believe they gave it away for free. They gave it away for free, so I should. I think it is on there. I think I think uh, Tim did download it as well. So It's great. It should be there. I've never played it. I should play it sometime. It's funny. Yeah. It's I've, funny. I've, I've heard. <laughs> it's like, yeah. is it a point-and-click adventure? Is that what it is? Or is yeah, it, they, yeah, they, yeah, they cribbed it really well for modern right. uh, gamepad controls. Nice. Like, I would still probably yeah. prefer to play it on a mouse and keyboard but sure. I goofed around with it on the PS4 perfectly playable there Okay, uh, but I played regular ass yeah. uh, graphics Grim Fandango mm-hmm. on my PC right. uh, earlier this year yeah. and uh, it was the remaster but the remaster has all the sure. original stuff in it sure. I think it still looks great uh, revolutionary in any way or just really good it's the if the point-and-click adventure game market was the Titanic, this is the crew of musicians that decided to play until the very end. Okay, nice. This is the last. This one. is the last one of like that. Of it, that this is actually Monkey the last I- Monkey Islands. Uh, the LucasArts yeah. Yeah. team was actually disbanded after this. Oh, and that's okay, yeah. Where we that's when they were up. going down. Okay, so, yeah, they, so, so that's literal. <laughs> this is it. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it's right. the end of an era. Wow. Like there were a few like that's, internal LucasArts like mm. repops of like I'm, Monkey Island special edition stuff like that. Yeah, I'm stacking historical points on right now. <laughs> it's like we're just stacking the points on. But yeah, they, they, they never attempted to do that again as an internal okay, studio. There we go. Uh, Crash, Crash Bandicoot Warped. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot Warped. This is the best Crash Bandicoot game. Oh, okay. Cool. Period. Yeah. Uh, and you'll be able to relive that again this year in the yeah. Crash Bandicoot t- the, yeah. call it, Trisanity, Trisanity or, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. three-pack of the remake mm-hmm. games. Uh, right. Crash Bandicoot Warped is awesome. It has the most diverse levels. Uh, the big issue with Crash Bandicoot 1 and 2 mm-hmm. is that, like, on the surface, the game has a ton of personality. Right. Granted, like, the paths are too thin and stuff like that. Sure. So you walk down. It's definitely not Mario 64 with the big wide-open right. uh, areas. But it's like you've got the standard puzzle solving. Mm-hmm. You're just walk forward to the end. Mm-hmm. 
you've got your levels that are side-scrolling that are viciously hard. Right. Uh, you've got your ride an animal level, mm-hmm. and you've got your run from a boulder level where you're running at the camera. At the camera, yeah. That's everything that's in the first two Crash Bandicoots. Right. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot 3 is where they added all kinds of vehicles, 3D mm-hmm. exploring levels, uh, 2D side-scrolling, like uh, water levels yeah. uh, that you can explore. Just a lot more variety. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's also where they really uh, hit their stride with comedy. Right. Uh, and you can definitely see when uh, uh, when Naughty Dog left this studio, uh, right. this, this franchise behind. Right. Uh, you know, they went on to make Jack and Daxter. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Uncharted, you can see that like they were polishing their teeth on comedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know. Was this the last of the Naughty Dog, or do they have one more after this one? Well, unless you count Crash Team Crash Racing. Crash Team Racing, that's right. Because uh, that was actually... they always did the three and then the racing game, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and <laughs> I kept waiting for them to do an Uncharted Racing last generation, they didn't fucking do that. Yeah. Oh man, two more two more Last of Us, and we get, <laughs> and we get a wrap. That'd be last the most depressing racing. kart racer ever. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh man. I'm All so right. excited to see more of that at E3. I'm super stoked about that as well. So, there we uh, go. Heretic 2. Heretic 2. I don't know anything about this game. Heretic and Heretic 2 are fundamental uh, PC games. Okay. Uh, I would strongly recommend... There's some really good retrospective videos for you to go back out there and look at. Sure. Uh, Heretic and Heretic 2, uh, like, there's just this whole era right there of just really awesome graphical powerhouse PC stuff. And sure. I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, reference Heretic. Right. Uh, it belongs on this list. It's one of the things like that I bought this holiday. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it definitely rates. Yeah. Um, another one. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, d- WCW's Sin. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not the... Nope. Not the right one. No, no not bad. named after the... <laughs> uh, named the final pay-per-view of WCW. Woof. No, uh, Sin, uh, mm-hmm. if you go back and you were to go in the Wayback Machine mm-hmm. and look at like PC Gamer uh, magazine covers from back in 1998, yeah. like several covers that year between like Maximum PC and PC Gamer were right. Sin versus Half-Life. <laughs> What's going to win the holiday? <laughs> I, I had played the demo of Sin. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Sin. Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't play the demo of Half-Life yet. No. That's why. <laughs> there you go. I was like, this game looks incredible. It's super fun. Nothing could possibly top this. <laughs> what I'm saying is that yeah. I've been wrong before. <laughs> exactly. But you're not wrong about this next one, I would imagine. Uh, no! No one can stop Mr. Domino. I fucking love No One Can Stop Mr. Domino. That sounds like a fun game. There's an, there's an era of PC, uh, well, actually, like, of oh. PS1, yeah. when they were bringing over all kinds of, like, fucking balls-wild fucking uh, <laughs> puzzle and platforming games from Japan. Sure. And no one can uh, stop Mr. Domino's fucking one of them. That's great. Uh, like, the only game that could, I could actually say, like, I feel tickles my... Uh, my pleasure zone quite as much with <laughs> Japanese insanity. Yeah, no one can stop Mr. Domino. It's probably like Incredible Crisis. You ever seen that game? Yeah, I've seen Incredible Crisis. Whoa, that, that game's, game's weird. Insane. That game's Whoa. nuts. Whoa, that's a weird Japanese humor game. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like, like, the level where you're like the the sick guy riding on the gurney <laughs> yes. through the streets. Street. Street. Fuck. And then you're a salary man. You have yeah. to crash the button real quick. Yeah, oh, that's so stupid. Oh, uh, I love that. Uh, I love Mr. Domino, man. He's got a little tuft of hair. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, he looks awesome. Look at him. I love he's him. Great. He's great. 
I love him. He's cool. Awesome. There, there was a lot of really good puzzle games in that era that I don't think get enough play either, like mm. uh, Intelligent Cube. Right. Did you ever play that one? Uh, I've heard of it. I never it's played it. Great. You've told me about it, actually, I think. Mm, yeah. The fucking game's good. Yeah. It's hard. It's a hard game. The One of my favorite, uh, I think it was official PlayStation Magazine demos I ever played was Intelligent Cube. I played that demo probably 50 times. There you go. Boom. Uh, sadly, <laughs> it's one of my shame spots in my video game purchasing career. Never purchased Intelligent Cube. No. Oh, I think I'll need to rectify that one rectify day. Rectify that someday, yeah. There we go. Uh, but all right. Um, Rush 2 Extreme Racing? Yeah. 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 Like, uh, the reason Rush is on here is that this is another one where like had an impeccable frame rate on the Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. It looked super great. It was a big, wide-open city driver. It yeah. was, uh, you know, there, there was a whole lot of really fun stunt stuff in it. Uh, it was a port of one of the best-looking arcade racers of yeah. the day, yeah. with the exception of maybe, like, Sega Rally. Right. Uh, you know, there was nothing that looked like those Rush games. Uh, yeah. And... It, granted, the following year for the uh, for the Dreamcast, we would get Willow. What are you doing? She wants to lay down. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's destroying my couch. That's fine. Hey, yeah. can you can you stop? Can you knock it off? There you go. All right. Hey, cool. perfect. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, the following year, like Rush Two would look like a dinosaur compared to Rush Twenty Forty Nine, which was fucking out of control. Right. Yeah. Holy not, shit, that game. That's insane. Uh, if there's one like sit down arcade cabinet game that I could ever have, it mm-hmm. it'd either be a rally two player cab. Or crazy taxi, right? It would have to be. No, I'm saying two player. Cam. Oh, two player. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was uh, nice, yeah. Or it would be a Rush 2049. Oh yeah, that's oh, good. Yeah. so good. I would definitely be virtual on. But anyway, <laughs> I uh, I wish I was better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, Oddworld Abe's Exodus. Yes, Abe's Exodus is the sequel. To yeah, to Oddworld? Abe's Odyssey. Odyssey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Abe's Exodus is awesome. Uh, it refines mm-hmm. a whole lot of the stuff that they did as far as their like. Lemmings meets uh, puzzle-based platformer meets uh, uh, what, what's that uh, other outworld? What was that weird game made by the French dude? Uh, crap! From it was on Out of This World. Out of This World, yeah, I like that too. Yeah, yeah very similar yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Games completely different, but yeah. the, world the world is very is similar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I, I fucking love Abe's Exodus. It's it's yeah. fucking fantastic. It's totally returnable and. Uh, the great thing is it sounds like they're going to remake Abe's Exodus because they remade uh, Abe's Odyssey for right. modern consoles and PC. Right. Yeah, the new and one. man, that version is really, really good. I is actually it? sat down last year and uh, and beat through all of it again and nice. like still loved it. Nice. That game holds the fuck up. Cool. Uh, which is great to hear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Half Life. Half Life. Is there anything we need to say about that? It's literally one of the best games of all time. Everybody kind of. You know, I mean, it's one of the best franchises of all time. We don't have a third one yet. Eclipsed, <laughs> eclipsed not, only by yeah. its successor. Right. Yeah. That's about it. I mean, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I mean, it, it's, and really the only, like, black mark is that the third one is not out. The, <laughs> and I would actually argue that when taken as, as a whole, Half-Life yeah. 2 with Episode 1 and Episode 2 right. being considered part of that. Right. That might be one of the greatest video game stories ever told. Yeah, through a protagonist that never says a fucking word. Says a word. Yeah, silent it's protagonist. All, yeah. A lot of environmental storytelling, mm-hmm. and then just very, very Ugh. short, useful dialogue yes. interactions. Yes, absolutely. Uh, solid game. Can't you can't argue it? <laughs> like can't, can't argue teach that. It. Can't teach that. 
Uh, Tomb Raider 3. I don't like these games, but they sold a shitload of copies. Yeah. Now, I like the new ones. Yeah, the new ones are good. Yeah, I'm not I, an idiot. I, I actually like the new ones quite a bit. Um, but yeah, uh, Tomb Raider 3. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Uh, it was a big one when it so, came out. Uh, DDR3? DDR. Uh, sorry, DDR. DDR. Not DDR3. DDR3. Dance Dance Revolution. Um, which it created inc- a... It was a revolution in every sense of the word. It created an entire frame of mind in the arcade. Yeah, there, there, well, and there was about a decade of home and arcade mm-hmm. uh, users that were just obsessed uh, with DDR. I count me for about three years, one of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, you, on you, every, still, you still enjoy rhythm games to this day. <laughs> I, I still love DDR. DDR, yeah. I so, still yeah. actually, mm-hmm. uh, throughout, uh, through the end of the... Uh, uh, original Xbox, mm-hmm. uh, GameCube. I had two dance mats. Right. Uh, Xbox had two dance mats. Yeah. PS2 had two dance mats. And for the yeah. Xbox 360, I have one dance mat. Yeah. Uh, just because I fucking like those games so much. Yeah. Uh, contrary to what people thought, the uh, the track mat for the NES was not the one that set the trend off. It was, yeah. in fact, the DDR. Yes. <laughs> That's what started it. Uh, so. I I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a lot of really crazy stuff later where they combined mm-hmm. uh, with games in Japan where they combined uh, Guitar yeah. Freaks. Yeah. Which was the three button version of mm-hmm. like Guitar Hero before Guitar Hero was Guitar Hero. Right. Uh, with that, so you were like a dancing singer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Exactly. Which is cool. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, DDR is just it's it. It captured the the hearts and minds of family friendly video game people everywhere. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but absolutely, there's one game that captured the hearts and minds of everybody everywhere, and yeah. arguably still does today. Yes, uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Uh, I think that rates. One what of, do you think? Yeah, one of the one of arguably the best uh, Legend of Zelda games ever. Uh, pretty much regarded as that, I think, until Breath of the Wild, really. Like, that's the one that's, like, kind of like, yeah, probably beats it. But for the longest time... Whenever, I prefer to Link to the Past. Link to the Past, yeah. Because uh, here's, sure. here's the reason why... That's it, always the argument, is Link to the Past or Ocarina. That's always the argument, for but sure. But the, you know. the, the only issue I'll say with that, mm-hmm. and it's not a slight against Ocarina, I consider yeah. Ocarina to be, like, one of those fucking watershed moments in video games. Sure. But it's the same exact game. It is. It is. Just in a third person in a perspective. Third person perspective. Yes. So it made the combat really awesome. Mm-hmm. It really did. Like yeah. I, I loved what it did for that. Right. You know, that whole Z targeting stuff mm-hmm. was like the only way that you could do third person action oh, yeah. on that octopus of a controller. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. You know, like, it's still, there's a lot of games today that have modern controllers that still use that kind of Z-Target locking system uh, to play. Absolutely. And, yeah, like, that's one of the greatest games ever made by humans. Mm -hmm. And uh, is the the one game I would point to, if somebody said every game on the N64 looks like shit, I would point at that and say you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, every game Maybe. other than this uh, one other looks than like that shit. one looks like shit. There you go. Uh, cool. Moving on. Brood War. Brood War. Or Starcraft, Old the expansion. Starcraft. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to go into any more of this. But yeah. Other than this is this is what people still play today. If people yeah. say like they're staying playing Starcraft online. They're yeah. playing Brood War. Yep, yeah. that's the one. It's the perfect expansion. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Very much. There you go. Next, Thief the Dark Project. Thief the Dark Project. Yeah, if you were a PC gamer mm-hmm. and you were. You were somebody who was like, man, I want to play the Metal Gear. I want to play a stealth game. <laughs> you played Thief the Dark Project. Yeah, exactly. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, the, the Thief series was one that went unbeknownst to me, not being a PC gamer uh, in my youth. Until, until Thief 3? 3, I think it was the first On one. the Xbox? On the Xbox. That's the first time I heard about this 
Thief series. <laughs> they like, put Thief on the PS2, but it mm-hmm. wasn't. It was like a way later port. Yeah. Um, and kind of like their port of Half Life wasn't very great. Right. Um, or that shitty non-online enabled version of Unreal Tournament. Like there was a lot of weird ports yeah. to the PS2 early. Sure. Where people were like, I don't think I understand this hardware. Let's see if we can put this old thing in here. Oh, what happened? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that? Oh no. Uh, but yeah, like Thief the Dark Project is fucking awesome. It's one of the best uh, first-person uh, stealth games. Mm-hmm. Like even today. Like there's yeah, mod there's packs that are out there that make the game still fucking awesome. Wow. It's a yeah. whole lot better than that Thief game that came out two years ago. <laughs> was that Thief 4? The fourth? I think they just called it Thief. They just called it Thief, yeah. Oh, that's right, because it was Thief 5. Thief the fourth was because they had the four in between. Uh. So, <laughs> so it was. Uh, they have said that and, uh, because Netflix picked up a TV show that they're probably going to make a new Thief game. Okay, interesting. Netflix buying into the video games hard right now. Yeah, yeah. That the ca- Witcher, Castlevania. Yeah, Castlevania, yeah. Thief. Thief, yeah. They're doing a lot of stuff. I heard maybe Hitman? Hitman, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Swickadin 2? Swickadin 2. This is that one that I've never played. Heard about these games for the longest time. Large... You know why you never played them? Why? No. I couldn't find one. No. Because they didn't make enough of them. That's probably, that's probably the reason, yeah. Another reason you didn't play Swickadin... Yeah. You need to be really into tactics games that's if you're going to be playing some Swickadin. It's, it's a very, taxa, it's very tactics-based game. A lot of characters in every one of these things. Oh, yeah. What is it like? Is it like 50 characters per game? Like, it's insane. Uh, more. I There's think it's like 100. 100 characters per game? It's insane. Yeah. It's madness. Yeah, out yeah. of control. How, how could you possibly, you know, uh, manage that many people? Secret is you really don't. You don't. <laughs> you don't. Your secret is you don't. At all. Uh, yeah. All right. Next is yeah. uh, if you've only ever played console games in your life, right. this uh, may, name probably mm. doesn't mean anything to you. Yes. Other than some d- somewhat decent top-down games for the PS2 and Xbox. Sure. Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate. Uh, again, I'm a I'm a guy who's been in ga- console gaming. This is one that I have heard of, like even during its time. It's the, like a 150-hour sprawling yeah. epic. Uh, that led to a series of other games like Neverwinter Night and Icewind Dale and right. Baldur's Gate 2 and yeah. Next to the Old Republic and yeah. Mass Effect. And all of that comes from this. Yeah. All if of you don't have this, <laughs> you don't get that. Right, yeah. And all of that comes from Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. So it's all the D&D fans, you know, uh, came to this whole system. Uh, so it, it's, you know, it, it's one of those games. Like, uh, I told the story. My friend uh, got me into, in, into StarCraft. Uh, this was the other game that he played all the time. It was StarCraft, Baldur's Gate, and Diablo. That was the three games that he played all the time. And so, you know, it's solid. It's a solid entry. Boom. Next is one that will probably be a little bit controversial. Yes, I would uh, say. Because it didn't come out in the United States until the next year, but Mm -hmm. I think... the the tide was about to change in yes. video games sure. with the impending launch of the Dreamcast. Right. And in Japan, the Dreamcast and Sonic Adventure were released, so I'm actually yeah. putting Sonic Adventure on this list for 1998. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing 1998 a fucking bone here right. yeah. <laughs> because there was nothing on the goddamn planet right. that could hold a candle to this thing graphically. Right. The, mm-hmm. the hardware was so much more powerful, so well optimized. It yes. was, you know, it was everything that a PC could do, mm-hmm. except instead of having to program for every PC on the planet, they just programmed for the one best one. Right. Yeah. And you ended up with Sonic Adventure. Sonic Adventure. Say what you want about a lot of the things about it. Man, that was a watershed moment. It was, and it's it's lo- it still looked upon by Sonic fans, looked upon very fondly to this day. So, who are these I can, people? I Sonic fans, man. I don't know what to tell who you. Who are these people? They're Sonic. I've fans. never met one. I did. Yeah, 
Talk to a Sonic fan sometime. I've never met one. No, I've never met one. Introduce me to one. They're not real. They're not real, I say. I, I think they're just internet trolls that are <laughs> fucking with us. I actually know one personally who loves all, like Sonic games. Introduce me to this person. Sure, I will. I want to meet him. His name's Matt Gaither. I want to uh, talk to his face. You know that you know that internet show I've been on? The the, the bag and board? The director yeah. of that. He's a big Sonic guy. I want to talk to this man's face. <laughs> I want to see what gives him joy in life. <laughs> I want to look him in the eyes. <laughs> I want to see what. I want. I want to see his pupil reaction when I say things like Sonic 2006, <laughs> Sonic and the Black Knight, he, oh. Sonic Unleashed, oh. Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've soiled myself. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's, we got, we got what's last? Game left. So one game left on this whole big list of 1998. And you know, I couldn't possibly find a way to make a list that didn't have something from Bungie on it. Myth yep. two, myth two from Bungie. There you go. Yeah, an amazing uh, top-down strategy game. Mm. Uh, this is definitely, uh, yeah, like for myth, myth two. Yeah, it doesn't hold a candle or something like StarCraft, right. but this game was also available on Linux and on Apple, so if you're yeah. an Apple person at this time, right. uh, Myth 2 was your game of choice, but it, it was also on Windows PC and had a big following there. Yeah. Really cool. Uh, it's kind of like a combination between your typical real-time strategy game and more of a... Uh, a Sid Meiersy world yeah. buildery, sure, uh, kind of thing. Very cool. Uh, I loved it a lot. But uh, yeah. Brandon, what do you think of nineteen ninety eight? Nineteen ninety eight is stacked uh, with uh, a lot of uh, heavy hitters, game starters. Let's say that that's a big one for it. It's got a lot of franchise starters in this. Yeah. Uh, that's a solid, solid case for best game or best best year of video games. Yeah, I think there's um, something that. Up until this point, there there are, in 1998, the things that I'm looking at. Like, I'm not picking a side. Mm-hmm. We'll decide that in our final yes. uh, in our final episode yes. where I am because I made my entire list of both years mm-hmm. uh, not to poke holes at anything. Sure. But what's interesting about this list is that you've got a lot of series starters, mm-hmm. but you've also got a lot of instances of this being the best installment in right. the series. Whether it's the start mm-hmm. or the better than it's, you know, yeah. uh, you know, uh, preceding entries. Sorry, right, yeah, I forgot yeah. how to talk for a second. No worries. We'll the the important thing is that 1998 is jam packed with bangers. Yes, there there weren't mm-hmm. a lot of things that I looked at that weren't just like ah, kids game number three that right. I left <laughs> off this list. Right. Yeah. Uh, you'll just notice that when it comes to 2007, you'll notice that list is longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, does have a lot of new French uh, franchise entries or right. has the best. Yeah, versions of that in it as well. Yeah. Uh, 2007 is going to give 98 a run for its money, but it will. fuck, man, 98 crazy. Yeah, so 2007 has one big one that I have to point to when we get to it, but yeah, for sure. Uh, absolutely. Bioshock? Uh, the, the orange box. Just it Was that the orange box? Yeah, the, in general. <laughs> you know, it's, it's nuts. Halo 3? Yeah, Halo 3. There's tons, you know, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, uh, that's it for 1998 year. That's our 1998 in review uh, video Destruct special, let's say. Um, so yeah. Hit him up with the social media shit. Hit, 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 hit us up at uh, the Facebooks at Video Destruct. Also, at Video Destruct on Twitter, uh, VideoDestruct.com, so you can watch this. All our videos are on YouTube. Just type in Video Destruct. We're there. It's that little VD logo, you know. Um, looks like a little 80s thing. It's pretty cool. Uh, you can also follow Haas on Twitter. I fucking dare you <laughs> to follow me on Twitter. 
Also, follow Rip Rogers on Twitter. He's over right now. Uh, and that man is over. That man is over. Uh, we'll be. Uh, we actually have an announcement for the DVD. Actually, uh, the Rip Rogers D- DVD will be uh, uh, going on uh, a little bit of a sale. Yeah. Um, we're, we're reducing the price for it and everything. Uh, all proceeds go to Rip Rogers. And uh, yeah. pick it up, pick it yeah. up sometime. He, the, the only thing that the, uh, the only thing that we're actually going to get a whiff of whatsoever yeah. is the shipping cost, but that goes yeah. directly just to buy an envelope mm-hmm. to ship that thing uh, to you. Yeah, uh, you know, we just want to give Rip, uh, you know, another thank you for for being cool and hanging out with us and being yep. a nice guy. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, so every dime of the final signed DVDs that we get, yeah, uh, every dime of that goes to Rip. Yep. So uh, and yep. Rip's awesome, and he's yep. banged up and been in wrestling for forty something years, yep. and uh, you know could. Use a little money to maybe not have to work as hard as he does so he can keep training awesome fucking wrestlers because he keeps churning them out. He keeps churning them out, man. That's, uh, it's nuts. So, there we go. That's it for this episode. Uh, episode? I don't know what a soap is. Episode? Yeah, I had a brain stroke. All right. There we go. That's it for this episode of Video Struck Podcast. We're out of time. We gotta go. Atlanta Braves are coming on. We got, we got... Ted needs to Ted. fucking get his shit out. <laughs> Later, guys. Later, guys.